over time. In today's world of global connectedness, we must develop the capacity to dialogue and create relatedness with people vastly different from us. Part of that project involves finding ideas, beliefs, purposes, projects, and so forth, on which we can achieve resonance with each other. That is, we do not need to be the same, but we should find just enough similarity between us that, for a certain distance down the road, we can hold hands as fellow travelers in this life, all the while mindful of our differences in myriad ways. Gulen, in his career as a state-authorized preacher in Turkey and as an inspirational scholar and teacher to people throughout Turkey and beyond, has championed dialogue as a necessary commitment and activity in the contemporary world. Therefore, it is appropriate to place Gulen, via his texts, in dialogue with other thinkers and writers coming from very different perspectives from his. Such a project models for us as readers a way of becoming comfortable with difference— More importantly, though, such a dialogue among individuals renowned for their knowledge and gifts can help all of us who care about such things to focus more deeply on the enduring great issues of human life. While human lives in their particularities change era to era, the deep nature of human life and the questioning and anxiety it provokes has not changed. We ask today the same kinds of questions as our ancestors about the meaning of existence, the value of human life, how we are to set up society, and what the limits of freedom are. My hope is that this mock interaction between Gulen and the others listed above provides an opportunity for us, on whose shoulders the future rests, to take seriously our charge to create ourselves, society, and the world according to the highest and best possible ideals. I have organized the dialogues between Gulen and other thinkers around five major themes that capture central issues and concerns about human life in the world. These themes are 1. Inherent human value and moral dignity 2. Freedom 3. Ideal humanity 4. Education and 5. Responsibility These themes are well known to any students of general humanistic discourse, whether from the ancient period or the modern, whether from Europe, Asia, or Africa, whether from a religious or secular worldview. In each theme, I have identified a primary thinker to pair with Gulen in a textual interaction. I have chosen the primary thinkers based on the resonance their particular expression of the specific theme has with Gulen's expression of that same theme from within his Islamic perspective. I could have chosen other thinkers and fared just as well, probably, in terms of finding powerful expression of classic, enduring ideas and resonance with Gulen on these ideas. I chose the ones below because I felt they were particularly adept in their expression, and frankly, because of my deep admiration and respect for their work, having taught their ideas in college classrooms now for 15 years. Moreover, these conversations discuss themes which I believe are of the utmost importance for our scholarly and civic consideration. The chapters are connected to each other thematically and refer to one another on certain points— Such references, however, are minimal, and the chapters mostly are freestanding. Readers may read the chapters in any order they wish, or only the chapters that interest them, without losing any of the coherence of the book. Readers who do this will not be lost in the text. Moreover, I have written this book for a more general audience than most scholarly books target. I do not assume that readers have read Kant, 
Sartre, Confucius, Plato, Mill, or even Goulen, for that matter. I do not spend any time providing biographical information on these authors. Such information is readily available to readers from a variety of sources. My goal in the book is to explain the ideas of these thinkers as I interpret them, as clearly as possible for an audience of generally educated people who may or may not have a background in the humanities as it is studied in the West. For this reason, I have chosen to overlook many details and subtleties that, were I writing a more traditional scholarly book, would exhaust a great many pages and textual footnotes. As it is, I hope I have written an informative, substantial, and interesting book that people who are interested in the history of ideas, global intellectual history, and cross-cultural dialogue will find useful and even inspiring.